Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Happy Wednesday, everybody. I'm Jeff Parles in for Gil Alexander. It is a numbers game here on VSIN. Kelly Bidlin's here as well. Good morning, Kelly. Hey, how you doing? I am good. I'm, I'm here. I'm in one piece. Looking forward to seeing the new Ant-Man movie I heard. Oh, well, hey, look, at some point I'll Jeff's see Jeff's got it. big plans there. At, at some point. This weekend, uh, maybe not next weekend, because the new, as was revealed yesterday, the new schedule so I, I my my shift I got that late night shift on Friday and Saturday night. So yeah, did we, did we get the show name? Parles in charge? No, we did not. I tried to sell it. To I, I look, I look, I, I would have loved it too. You know what? Maybe I'll just do a segment in there, and it's Parles in charge. There you go. There I think they'll do that. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Saturday and Sunday bed prep for me. Uh, the whole new schedule and it's just a few changes here and there. Vsin.com, where you can find them. Our guy Matt Brown and Dave Ross. Uh, and Patrick Maher and Amal Shah, those two shows, uh, uh, the handle on Saturday morning with Matt Brown and Dave Ross, uh, one, one of two new shows on the program. And that's uh, uh, Sharp Bets with Patrick Maher and Amal Shah. Correct, Kelly? Yes. Yes. There we go. See? It's a new schedule. I barely know the Nailed names. Nailed it. I barely know the names of these shows currently. <laughs> so I, it's pretty good that I actually got the new I'm show's names uh, there. Uh, we got a good one for you, as always. A pretty regular guest today. Our guy Drew Dinsick with us in 15 minutes. NBA, NFL offseason. We'll ask Drew what he's been drinking uh, during the offseason. Uh, it feels like Drew posts like some amazing picture of a beach or an amazing sunset every other week yeah, kinda during the offseason. A little bit jealous. I'm not gonna lie, Kelly. Yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll, we'll talk. We've had him on this show where he's been he's been live on his phone out at out at the dock. You know, I know what, 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 beautiful what, what, Santa Monica or whatever, or in the Sierra Mountains. Like I, yeah. I've taken more ridiculous shots with uh, with Drew Dinzik. We'll see where he's at today. Our guy Will Hill at the top of the next hour, and then seeing the Jod. We'll always we'll check in with him. I see you got got a golf win last week, right, Kelly? He and John mm, Rom, right? I don't know that he did. Someone had, hey, you had John Rahm in play, at least. I had John Rahm in play. Yeah, yeah I had John Rahm in play. There we go. So we'll have to see you. We'll see you uh, at 11.30 Eastern time, 8.30 Pacific, right here on a numbers game. Kelly, let's get into what we saw last night. Before we get to college hoops, uh, Nate McMillan got fired from the Hawks yesterday. You know, Kelly, I, I just want to ask you this real quick, because you know better than I do, because – Lloyd Pierce was fired midseason, and then Nate McMillan takes over, and then the Hawks make the Eastern Conference Finals. Yep. 
Then last year, they're as average as average can be. They get they win the they win the nine ten playing game. They win the the eight seed playing game. They get the eight seed. They get drubbed in the first round. They're heading for exactly that same pattern again this year. Where they're probably instead of playing in the nine ten game, we'll play in the seven eight game. Probably lose the seven eight game to Miami or the Knicks, and then probably win an eight seed game against Washington, Toronto, or Chicago, whoever that may be. Whenever uh, that is set up. Toronto, by, or excuse me, Atlanta, by the way, right now, minus 155 to make the postseason at DraftKings. Kelly, I'll just ask you this. This was an offseason where the move from Murray was ballyhooed as, as an amazing move, and correctly so. Why is it not worked for Atlanta? Why is this team with an elite guard who, yes, has not been as good this year as he's been in the past in Trey yep. Young, a, a whole collection of big guys who on paper should be good, why doesn't this team mesh? Because this is two years running now. Yeah, look, I mean, they they they're gambling. They gambled a bit bringing in Dejounte Murray. Uh, got got rid of Kevin Herter, one of the uh, you know up and coming better three point shooters in the league. They've struggled uh, a bit from deep. Look, but, but but they had to wait at the beginning of the season for Bogdan Bogdanovich to get healthy. He is healthy now, back in that lineup, playing good basketball. AJ Griffin uh, coming on strong, rookie out of Duke. Um, Sadiq Bay, they just got at the trade deadline. Look, there's a lot. Like you're kind of hinting at, Jeff, this is a team with too much talent uh, to have to, all these excuses that they've had. Um, I'll be perfectly blunt, though, with this. This is – we heard about this Trey Young, Nate McMillan stuff two months ago. Yeah. I was wondering why he wasn't fired then. And and you can you can sit at home and say, I'm cold, I'm callous, and, and we shouldn't let the players run the NBA. Wake up, they already do. They already do. LeBron's his own GM out in L.A. Trey Young is way too valuable of a piece. If it's not working, you need to. It's what I always say about quarterbacks. If it's not working, you need to cut the guy loose and move on. I have no problem with anybody doing that. If the Bears don't think Justin Fields is going to work out, cut him loose and move on. You can't go through years of wasting talent and time, and that's what they're doing in Atlanta. They I, they should have gotten rid of McMillan two months ago. If Trey Young's button heads with the guy, which all the reports were he has been all season long, especially at the beginning of the season. How much can you blame the problems of this team on that? I don't know, Jeff, but I would assume you can some. So I, I think they're, they're looking at bringing Quinn Snyder in. I think that would be great. I think you're going to see a rejuvenated Atlanta Hawks team here down the stretch. Why would Quinn want this job? Do you think the ceiling still is high enough? Hell yeah. Okay. All right. I, you have one of the best. Yeah. In my yeah. opinion, you still have one of the best backcourts in the NBA. You just need to let. You need to figure. When out they're how right, to, absolutely. You, you need Talent to figure wise, out how no this argument. works, though. Nobody's figured out how it's going to work yet. Yeah. I, again, I. I'm Quinn Snyder. I think I'm just waiting until next season and then figuring out what the best job on the market is. Just remember, if the Philadelphia 76ers have another playoff flameout, Kelly, there's. There's no way they can bring Doc back. Yeah, again. I'm with you. They can't bring him back if they if they bounce in the second round. And look, they maybe they probably will be an underdog in the second round against Milwaukee or Boston. Not probably they would be an underdog in either of those series. But if you don't get past the second round again, I don't know how Philadelphia brings Doc back. And then if I'm Quinn Snyder, I'm waiting for that gig because that is the better job so than Atlanta. I, I, I wanted to pull this up real quick. Please, Jeff. we haven't seen we haven't seen a lot of this this year, but the best defensive rating. By a five-man lineup this season is Trey Young, DeJounte Murray, DeAndre Hunter, John Collins, Clint Capella. Because of injuries and huh. stuff, we haven't seen that a lot. But th I, that's where I think there you can point, you can find some hope in this team still. And I think there's things like that where I still believe I, I still believe they have a very good chance to win this division. I think they have a very good chance. I wouldn't want to face them in the playoffs. This, this is a team that has way too much talent for you to want to face them in the playoffs. I think Boston would smash him. <laughs> I really do. I think Boston would smash him. Milwaukee may mess around and take that in that series goes. Six, yeah, I, mean, I, th but, I think Boston, Milwaukee smash but, him. But I think Boston, Boston would smash him in a first round series. Two college hoops. Kelly, the favorite think tank and trend of betting Twitter went one and one in college hoops last night. Wait, can I just can I just tell you that, Please. that you 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 made that Miami bet yesterday? Yes. And that's what you're talking about. That's yep. one of them you're talking about. Miami yep. beating uh, Virginia Tech 76 to 70. Mm -hmm. I heard so many people oh, on Virginia. You were it was it was Jeff Parles against the world yesterday. It was only me yesterday on Miami, and one guy, someone who tweeted at me, who said, uh, "Kudos to you for going against the trend." 
Uh, I forget who it was on Twitter, so I apologize. I'll have to check that during the break and give credit where credit is due there. But, look, for the two that were in the scenario where it's, again, the, the home unranked favorite against a ranked team, which has been great this year, great trend, and, Kelly, the entire world was on Vodtech yesterday. Yep. Everybody except for me, and I at least got that one right. Uh, Miami wins 76-70. Those guards are so good. And I know that, look, the metrics defensively stink for the Canes. Kelly, Miami is capable of beating anyone. The one problem with it is they are capable of losing to anyone because of how horrible their defense is. So they're one of those teams who I think, look, I think they have a Final Four ceiling. They were in the Elite Eight last year, and they weren't even any good. Hmm. They're much better this year. And with the right draw, you get in the right region, you get the five seed with Purdue as the one, you can very easily get back to the Elite Eight, maybe even the Final Four of the bottom half of whatever that bracket has happens to be weak for Miami. And then the other one, Michigan State's slow start, but a really, really great performance in the last 25 or so minutes last night for Michigan State, really running Indiana out of the building in the second half, 80-65 to 65 in an emotional day, uh, a week after the shooting on the East Lansing campus in Michigan for Michigan State, a really good win for Izzo's squad as they are they, they were already safely in the NCAA tournament, but a nice resume patter for Michigan State as they try to climb the ranks over the last two and a half weeks of the season before selection Sunday. So a really nice win, a really nice win there. Uh, I got Xavier wrong. I can tell you that, Kelly. They were covering at halftime, but Villanova found a way in the second half. Really good win for Kyle Neptune and company to go to the Cintas Center and upset Xavier as a four-and-a-half-point underdog at close. 64-63, really, again, Xavier does miss Fremantle. There's no arguing that, and they missed them last night. And again, good win for Villanova. Still not, they still need to win at MSG in the Big East Tournament in order to get into the big dance yet again. And then the other two games I want to bring up real quick. Texas A&M beats Tennessee. Texas A&M is going to the tournament. And I think at this point with Tennessee, if you're, this is the market low on them right now. So if you are a believer. Okay. If you are a believer, this is probably going to be the time to buy stock, but I don't know how you can watch them the last 10 games they played and want anything to do with them. Because, Kelly, you want fun with numbers real quick? I know you're a big fan. It's a numbers game. Yeah, I know you're you're a fun with numbers guy. Tennessee has given up 60 or more points in 11 games, which is very impressive, Kelly. But you know what their record is when the opponent scores 60? This year? What? Three and eight. Are you serious? Three and eight when the <laughs> opponent scores 60. Is that possible? You cannot expect this team to beat anyone with an offensive pulse in the NCAA tournament with those type of numbers. And they're three and seven or less, 10 too. They're just not playing well. It is the market low, but I don't know why you'd want to buy in on Tennessee. And then 22 to one to win it all. Yeah, I, I don't think that's good enough, but that probably is going to be the market low at this point. And then Kansas State beat Baylor for a second time. Jerome Tang obviously owns his uh, owns the guy who groomed him and Scott Drew. I love that K-State team. I really do. I really hope they make a big run. I, I love Kante Johnson. I love Noel. That team is really fun. I just don't know if they're deep enough, but Baylor's got some problems as well. 10-point win for K-State. Hey, our guy Drew Dinsick. We're going to talk NBA with Drew next on a numbers game. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Saturdays are for sunshine, especially for your ears. With another election, ongoing wars, and natural disasters, we know the news can be a lot to take in. And we're determined to share the bright side of humanity. Every Saturday, take a breather from the headlines and hear all the uplifting happenings across the world with Five Good Things, a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. 
That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as five things. Listen to five good things on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learned something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, the BetMGM Sports app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted out specials, and plenty more. Download the BetMGM app today and visit any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. So visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. As we learned yesterday, by the way, Kelly Bidlin, very bad at geography. Yeah, I just missed a number. Hey. That, it was 400. You were only, you were, you, you, you were only right? 10 times wrong <laughs> <laughs> off of what you said, where you're like, oh, Tuscaloosa is only 42 miles. Like, like we all haven't accidentally ended an extra zero when making a bet before. Oh, an hey, look, hey, look, like look there's nothing wrong than the, uh, than, than the fat finger on a bet. And then all of a sudden, your bet that was, oh, it was a nice, uh, it was a nice uh, $110 bet <laughs> to win 100 Oh, what? What did I do? <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, I guess we're. I guess we're rooting. I guess we're rooting for Kansas State a little bit harder than I realized. Right. You're all of a sudden up to a dime now. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, that's always fun. Hey, look at that! It happens to everybody every once in a while, and hopefully you win it. And if you don't, you feel uh, you don't feel good after that one, Kelly. That's all I'll say. Uh, with us right now, of course. Our guy, Drew Dinsick, uh, you see him on NBC Sports Edge, uh, Deep Dive Podcast. You also see him every Wednesday here on A Numbers Game. Drew, uh, how you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm uh, weathering the um, the interminable all-star break as best yes. I can here. Um, got, I caught myself uh, kind of looking at scores and watching college basketball last night, and it was a disaster. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, yes, uh, NBA can't get back here soon enough. Uh, most of my attention in the handicapping space now has been uh, some of these smaller tournaments and uh, tennis. Uh, there's a lot going on in the world of tennis right now. We're all over the world. Uh, and, um, yeah, and then handicapping a little golf. Uh, just, you know, desperately need the NBA to come back. Well, you didn't enjoy the likes of Youngstown State and Robert Morris yesterday, Drew. Hey, Bobby Moe was a heck of a play yesterday. Yes, it I, was. Don't know you caught, I don't know if yes, you got that. That was one-way traffic. The Penguins had nothing for Bobby Moe. Yeah, Bob, Bobby Moe with 51 second-half points in <laughs> round to a 19-point beatdown as a four-and-a-half point underdog uh, in that one yesterday. See, hey, Drew, you're you're on top of it. You, you, you <laughs> can pick any game; it would have been would have been a good response uh, like that. Uh, so, Drew, we'll, we'll 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 talk a little NBA here. Obviously, we still don't have we don't have any games yet today. But as we get into the final two months of the season, sure. Uh, just by a game by game basis before we go macro here, what do you, is there any change in the handicapping now that we're down the stretch and we have playoff positions to be fighting for? I would say yes, for sure. I mean, uh, the final third of the season, 
um, is usually made up of, you know, pretty suspect motivations on the parts of the teams that are out of the mix. And I would expect this year is probably that's going to be peaked. Um, I can definitely remember in years past where we had some bona fide number one choices. The Zion years kind of stands up out of my mind uh, where teams just really kind of drastically tanked it into the close. And obviously you have a generational prospect coming out in this year's draft too, uh, if you want to count Scoot. But uh, it's going to be um, a race to the bottom for a lot of these teams that aren't really in the mix for a, uh, a play-in spot. Um, and so you're going to have to take that pretty seriously. I think, uh, you know, when you kind of, if you're coming up with a a numbers based handicap in particular, and you're going with the strength of available players, uh, you know, that's very, very tough to capture motivation because it's so subjective. So, um, that's really what you're looking out for. And so that's going to open up some in-game opportunities to bombs away fade on some teams that are playing competitive basketball through two and three quarters who ultimately intend to lose. Um, and then, uh, vice versa. If you have uh, a team that is, uh, in a quasi quote unquote must win spot against, uh, you know, a, a team that's kind of middling or, you know, not really playing for much then, um, you know, their, their effort, uh, could tick up pretty appreciably in the, uh, in the later stages of games. So, you know, I, I think that's sort of the key, key focus. And I will say overall this year in the NBA has been a little strange. <laughs> There's, mm-hmm. It's been tough to find ways to win consistently this year. Um, I don't exactly have answers to what's going on because, uh, you know, I'll be completely frank, like in years where the NFL is going very, very well and, you know, and my kind of basic uh, kind of first line NBA handicap is not producing winning results. I tend to tune the NBA out through the end of the NFL season and just kind of stick to what's working. Uh, And that's basically what happened to me in this season. So I was not kind of grinding away, trying to find, you know, small edges, trying to fix what was going on with my model in the NBA for the balance of the season, just because I was like, ah, we'll deal with that when the, uh, when the NFL's, uh, is all done. Um, but now, you know, there's really not enough time to get regular season, you know, to find regular season success. So I'm mostly just kind of looking specifically at, uh, teams that I think have a realistic shot to make a run in the playoffs, trying to figure out what they are doing, uh, with their kind of, uh, rotations, who are they, who they are, uh, zeroing in on as their playoff guys. And you know how the chemistry of those units is really coming together. Cause, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a really competitive playoffs this year. Um, you know, before the trade deadline, I would have said this is going to be a snooze fest. The Western Conference is boring. Uh, and now that is entirely flipped on its head with Brooklyn and shipping, you know, Kyrie to Dallas and Kevin Durant to Phoenix. You now have the potential for that to be a first round series. And I mean, I think we all want to see Dallas and Phoenix play at some point in these playoffs. That would be the most entertaining handicap uh, and just that would fill hours and hours of content. It would be so freaking good. Uh, so I think, you know, realistically, um, you know, that matchup is, is entertaining. The idea of Kevin Durant getting to go up against Golden State potentially at some point is exciting. Uh, Denver Golden State is a first round matchup. If that manifest would be unbelievably cool. Um, and, uh, and then beyond that, uh, you know, Memphis, uh, you know, I, I still believe in Memphis taking a step forward and making it to a conference finals or further this year. So, um, you know, what was going to be a little bit of a, a snooze fest in the West has turned into maybe the most entertaining, uh, kind of overall playoff handicap you could have imagined. Could you imagine drew if you, if you're Denver, you finally have this regular season where Drew, to me, the Nuggets have been the best team in the NBA so far yeah. this year. And then, all right, you get the one seed in the West grade, and then your reward is, oh, you get Golden State with a healthy Steph, or you get New Orleans with a healthy Zion back. And then, all right, you win that series. And then, all right, your reward is either Dallas, the Clippers, or the Suns. That that, that sounds like a lot of fun if you're Denver. Yeah, uh, that was Phoenix's story last year. Yeah. Phoenix she fired all their bullets in the regular season last year to get that one seed to get that home court advantage and they drew a white hot Pelicans team that realistically could have beaten them in the eight one. Uh, and then of course the Mavericks who did beat them in the, uh, uh, in the second round of the playoffs. And I think, you know, it just goes to show you that the, you know, the, the parody that exists at the top of each conference right now, particularly in the West is, is so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's leveling. Um, and you know, the nuggets, I think, 
are the beneficiaries of a lot of small factors that make them an unbelievably good regular season team. But I have huge questions about them being able to succeed in the playoffs. Um, you have, you take away a little bit of the home court advantage because teams now are on equal rest and you get a little acclimatization to the altitude. So, uh, you know, the, the, the two, three point bump you'd get from, you know, hosting teams in Denver all of a sudden is gone. Uh, and then, you know, on top of that, Denver is kind of, just in general scheme to be offense first. Uh, and you know, you get into, you know, a little bit more meaningful rotation, you know, effort level is up on defense for, uh, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, uh, key units out there and, you know, the nuggets are going to be tough to match that they just aren't very well, uh, rostered to be kind of a defensive juggernaut. I mean, for all of the good we can say about Nikola Jokic and his ability to create offense in unique ways. Well, there's a bunch of teams in the West that can create offense in unique ways at a team level. They're going to be able to go score for score with you. And if you can't come up with key stops late in games, because you're only plus defenders, Aaron Gordon, then you got a problem. Uh, and I think realistically, uh, you know, a team like the Suns matches up extremely well with the nuggets. I think the Grizzlies match up well with the nuggets. And you mentioned it, the Warriors match up well with the nuggets. I don't know what kind of price you would see for that series, but I doubt the nuggets would be over minus 300. I mean, that's going to be uh, a relatively tight series. Uh, and I'm going to, you know, if, if you if you get a, a decent plus money bet to make on the Warriors, I'm going to think hard about it because as poor as the Warriors have been this season, when they've had their full, you know, their their starting five available and, you know, and kind of playing meaningful minutes, that unit is crushing. Uh, and it's it's going to be tough to um, look past the Warriors potentially uh, ousting the Nuggets in round one. So, yeah, I mean, the Nuggets are going to have three very, very tough tests on their hands just to get to the finals. And at that point, presumably face the likes of the Celtics or or uh, or Bucks or, or even maybe the Sixers. And at that point, uh, you know, I think they get they're they're pretty meaningful dogs. Yeah, I, I think they match up terribly with Milwaukee to begin with. Boston obviously played them very well this year and. Again, I Philadelphia drew, and, and we'll talk about this uh, in, in the next segment. Philadelphia, uh, if it was anyone but Doc coaching them, I would give them a realistic shot. But uh, I, again, I'm kind of stunned Doc has survived as long as he has in Philadelphia. And if they don't get by round two, I don't know how the Sixers can possibly bring him back. We have more NBA to get to with Drew. We'll look at awards, futures, and also one NFL note that can kind of change the way we look at a team that's well in the race for the Super Bowl next year. We'll discuss it next on the Numbers Game. A Numbers Game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, if you're looking for a betting edge on the NHL, the NBA, or college hoops, the VSEN experts have you covered. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of just $9.99. Visa Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by Visa show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits, deep dive betting reports, Visa betting guides for the biggest games of the season are all part of a pro subscription. So don't miss out on this limited time offer today. Visit vcin.com slash subscribe to take advantage of this introductory offer for just $9.99. That's vsin.com slash subscribe. Happy to be with you. It's a... Uh, Kelly, we're almost at the midway port in the week, right? Almost there. It's Wednesday. Yeah. The 8 a.m. hour is the halfway point for us. I guess I never had anybody. What, are you got to break it down by hour? So we got to get to like 1 o'clock today or something like that? Apparently, I guess That's so. the halfway yeah, point. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be even more ridiculous than usual. Why not? That, that's good with me. I'm Jeff Parlson for Gil. Kelly Bidlin's here. Drew Dinsick is here with us right now. Uh, Drew, uh, just uh, go, finishing the point real quick that I was making of uh, – Going after Doc Rivers again, which uh, has been <laughs> something I've done uh, plenty in the, in the past few years. I, just looking at that Eastern Conference where, assuming Giannis comes health, back healthy at some point, which we know will happen by the time that the games really matter for Milwaukee, um, it really does feel like we're on the crash course. Even though Cleveland has been, a, even though they've have not did not play well going into the break. Even though Cleveland has been really good this year, even though Philadelphia has championship aspirations, barring again a more significant injury to Giannis or one of the or, or Tatum or Brown or Middleton, this is a crash course for Boston and Milwaukee. Correct? You know, it does seem that way. 
but I'm going to take a little bit of a contrarian stance here on the standings in the two through four and mm-hmm. say that we do not know that that is the way that they will break. Okay. Uh, I get it that the Bucks Cavaliers gap is pretty big. Um, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of ground to make up with not a lot of games for the Cavs to take the central from the Bucks. Um, similarly, not a lot of gap, you know, not a lot of time for the Sixers to, to flip the Bucks, particularly the Sixers have a couple of games left against the Celtics who we all, we just learned they do not match up well against. Um, but all that said, the Bucks, not only with the absence of Giannis and sort of the, the very, um, murky timetable for his return. Um, but even more than that, the, the final three, four weeks of their season has a number of uh, pretty meaningful rest disadvantage spots uh, that I think it's not crazy that the bucks slide a little bit here. Uh, and you know, it, it definitely, it changes and maybe, I, maybe I'm reaching here just to come up with a more interesting playoff kind of fabric. Um, but if you have a buck Celtics kind of uh, lined up for the one four, instead of the, you know, the Eastern conference finals, that makes things a lot more interesting. Um, certainly the bucks, 41 and 17. Like if you just reflect on that record and you look at sort of some of their advanced numbers, like, yeah, they've, they've done well to get to this point. Um, but they've had a pretty easy schedule. They've had a very, very, uh, you know, very soft go of it so far. Um, they've been afforded a lot of matchups against, uh, teams that were, you know, either missing players or, you know, just in bad rest spots and, and, uh, the bill comes due for them, uh, in the final two months of the season. So I do think there's a path here for the bucks to get flipped by the Sixers, maybe even the Cavs. Um, and if that happens, then, uh, you know, that really does change the calculus for the Eastern conference. Uh, as you look at the current standings, I think the realistic expectation is even with all the talent that the nets have, um, you know, and particularly on the defensive side of the ball, the good job that you Jock Vaughn has done this year. I think the realistic expectation is the Nets slide into the eight, nine range, uh, opening the door for the Knicks to get a, a clean spot in the playoffs and the heat as well. Um, and, uh, you know, it, it'll make for some interesting round one matchups, but, uh, to me, at least there's a pretty clear class at the top of the Eastern conference with the top four teams there. Uh, I'd be pretty surprised if you saw meaningful upsets in the first round of the playoffs. Uh, and, uh, I think people are a little, little, little shy on the Cavs as potential, uh, dark horse to make some noise in the Eastern conference. I mean, 11 to one is a price that reflects a lot of inexperience. Sure. Uh, but you know, with the, the way that that team is, you know, the way the roster is composed, the way Bickerstaff is coaching that unit, I kind of like the, uh, Cavs in a competitive series against the likes of the Sixers. And if, if that's your two, three matchup, you could see the Cavs. Uh, sneak into an Eastern conference and maybe play, uh, you know, a battle worn Celtics battle worn bucks team uh, that could open the door for them. So I, you know, it's, it's not a, a huge edge by any stretch of the imagination. I, I took a little bit of Cavaliers to win the East. I took a little bit of Cavaliers to win the central. Um, and it's all kind of banking on the idea that Giannis may be gone for a little longer than we realize he may not come back exactly as uh, you know, able to operate offensively as we uh, would expect. Uh, and at that point, um, you know, with their schedule getting difficult in terms of rest disadvantage, then, uh, you know, they could drop some games down the home stretch here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's maybe I'm trying reaching a little bit too much here to make something interesting out of a very boring conference because, you know, my numbers say a pretty enormous proportion of the outcomes is Celtics go to the finals and don't overthink it. <laughs> but, uh, um, you know, I'm not I'm definitely not a short term buyer in the Bucks. Uh, and, uh, I'm not really a long-term buyer in them either. I think, uh, I would take Celtics at a, uh, you know, at a, at a real realistic, you know, I would lay, lay the price with the Celtics against the bucks in a best of seven series. I mean, you know, Giannis is, you know, is truly a, you know, he's a generational talent. The, the, when it's all said and done, he's going to be, uh, talked about among the top 10 all time NBA pretty clearly. Um, but, uh, I still think, uh, in general, the rest of the team around him is not as strong, not strong enough to compete with the likes of the Celtics in a best of seven series. It would all for me, if Giannis is healthy, I probably would be oppo on that type of series. But again, who knows? I mean, the wrist and the strong hand is an important body part in a basketball player. As we know, Drew, I've heard that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so, I mean, who knows? I mean, that, that, as that, the old saying goes, yeah, yeah I mean, look, I mean, I, I don't want to be master of the obvious here, but I mean, if that thing lingers, that's a whole different handicap.
uh, for, uh, for any series involving Milwaukee, uh, especially past the first round in the Eastern Conference. True, I want I want to go to the NFL real quick because we're we're heading towards uh, a quarterback merry-go-round of sorts. But oh, I, I, I want to go to the San Francisco 49ers because this was unexpected news that came down yesterday that Brock Purdy's surgery to return, uh, repair his torn UCL is getting delayed because of swelling in the elbow. So, hey. look, I, we, we Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be back there. I, I think that is still very safe to say. Points bet, by the way, put up odds on this, and Trey Lance is now a minus three hundred favorite to be the starting quarterback week one. Purdy's plus one eighty five. Oh, and that Brady guy who retired again is sixty to one. I, I don't think that's happening. But Drew, let, let's say let's say Purdy is unable to throw until August here, and Trey Lance. Look, he'll get a free run as a starter if that's the case. How does that change how you look at the 49ers as opposed to Lance and Purdy going head-to-head in a quarterback uh, competition that would lead to at least Lance getting pushed in training camp potentially? Yeah, uh, that news was wild, and the Brock Purdy injury now sounds like you can basically write him off for 2023. Um, which is a bummer because if you had before the NFC championship game, if you had said, Hey, what's going to happen here? I would have said Shanahan runs sort of a, a, uh, a faux quarterback competition and Brock Purdy wins it. And he goes in as the week one starter because it seemed like the synergy between what he wanted the quarterback to do and what Purdy was able to do was so, uh, you know, so hand in glove that, uh, that was going to be the way that it was going to break. But, um, I think you basically write Purdy off entirely now. Uh, based on not just how serious the surgery is that he's being asked, you know, that they're going to go in there and do. And, you know, there, there's a lot of tongue in cheek, like, Oh, you know, we're hopeful. We don't have to do the full Tommy John. It could just be a brace. Okay. Well, you know, that, that, that seems a little pie in the sky optimism to me. I, I think Purdy realistically is, is going to be on the shelf. Trey Lance is a completely unknown quantity. We don't need to really go into too much detail here. Right. Um, it, we, you know, I, if, if you said, well, what's your realistic expectation for Trey Lance next year as a starter? I think he's probably going to get hurt at some point. He doesn't look like he has an NFL body to me. He couldn't hold up through two NFL games in his first crack uh, as an NFL starter. So unless he puts on a ton of weight this offseason uh, and, you know, and I don't know what that does in terms of changing his ability to operate as a quarterback, but um, he needs, he's got so much growing to do that. It's a little unfair to the rest of this roster to go in with that as your plan. A really. Um, so this is all kind of going a long way to say that the Niners have put painted themselves into a really, really terrible corner. They have the, you know, the most talented, uh, you know, two through 53, uh, of any team in the NFL. And they have no answer at the quarterback position and no roster flexibility to address that. Um, for whatever reason, they can't keep quarterbacks healthy. So it's, you know, it's not even really like you can only go in with Trey Lance and no backup options. They have to come up with some answer at the backup position and, uh, and yeah, they can't pay a guy to be there. So it's going to have to be a reach. So, um, not, uh, not sure how that goes over in the locker room, but there's gotta be a lot of frustrated vets who realize that they're on a championship football team with no quarterback. True. Uh, I'll just throw this out there uh, and I'll let, I'll let you think about it until next Wednesday when you're back with Gil. San Francisco 49er quarterback, Mike White. There you go. Nah, there you now go. we're talking. There you I go. mean, honestly, if you told me that they got it to the playoffs with someone that we would be, you know, surprised with, I, I'd believe it. Yeah, I mean, would make sense. Somewhat familiar with that system. Uh, he's Drew Dinsick, of course, uh, on the tweets at whale underscore capper. Drew, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we, uh, we're going to stick in the NFL. Something fun on Derek Carr next. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. 
Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals. It was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like, da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. A numbers game on v the sports betting network. Basketball fans can turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. That's BetMGM. Just place a single first basket score prop bet on any NBA game. And if your bet loses, you receive up to $25 back in bonus bets. So wager confidently and take your game to the next level with BetMGM, an authorized gaming partner of the NBA. So just log into your account today or download the app for the first time and sign up with BetMGM today. Then wager on any player to score the first basket of any NBA game. And if it misses... You'll get up to $25 back in bonus bets. Now again, betmgm.com or the BetMGM app. This is a new and existing customer offer. You must be 21 or older to place a wager. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. This promotional offer is not available in Mississippi, New York, and wait for it, Kelly, or Nevada. No way. Shocking there. <laughs> Happy to be with you on a Wednesday morning. I'm Jeff Barles, Kelly Bidlin alongside Will Hills with us. By the way, Will Hill leading the Circa Invitational for College Hoops right now. Watch out. Will Hill. Don't mess with Will Hill. We go. We'll talk. He doesn't doesn't crash. He's not crashing anytime soon. Staying Uh, out of business. I thought for some reason, as soon as you said crash, my my head went to NASCAR. (laughs) And I have no idea why my head went to NASCAR because – I think I've thought of NASCAR maybe even with the 500 this past weekend. I think I've maybe thought of NASCAR five times in, uh, maybe in the last 18 months. How about was, associate producer of this fine show, Wyatt Tomchak, getting an outright home? Yeah, look Daytona at that. 500. You know what good is? I'm, I'm happy something good happened for Wyatt. He deserves, he deserves he deserves something good. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's he, he's going to come in after the show and ask me, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed take, to mean either. Take it whatever way you want. I'm just saying why it's a good guy. That's all I'm saying. Jeff, I know you want to talk about your Jets here. Can I, I want to bring up something real quick. Please, though, go ahead. That we talked about in the first segment, this college basketball trend. Yes, okay? so go ahead. Because I got an issue with some of these trends. I, and, and, and this ahead. is, I, I think there's a lot of people that overreact to some of these. And, okay, so the one, fo- the, the, the trend you specifically were, were betting against. I was opposite yesterday. Yeah, opposite yes. yesterday of Miami going into Virginia Tech. And does it, are we even, do we even matter if it, do we even care if it's a conference opponent? Or is the I, trend that it's a just a ranked team on the road? It has happened, I, I think of this year, it's only, it only happened a handful of times in non-con, so okay. it's mostly conference. So it's mostly, mostly conference. conference. But a ranked team heading into an opposing team where that team is laying points, right? Laying points. And I know it's done very well. Just people need to keep in mind out there that these odds makers – they're not. They're, they don't. They're not looking at rankings when they're setting lines or anything like. What makes they you say that? They Kelly? don't care about this <laughs> at all. So I, I just think it's something that if, if if you get don't get too wrapped up in this stuff because 
If you do, it can lead you down a, a path that you convince yourself is a winning betting path when it just really, some of this is a little bit random, okay? It's the yeah. fact that home teams win. Like, home teams win more than road teams win. That's that's a trend that you can actually rely on in almost every single sport. The fact that this happens with a specific set of a line, okay, then the, the, yeah, I understand this might be hitting more often than not this year. But to me, it's more because the team's playing at home. And I just want everybody to know out there, most of these odds makers are not keeping uh, what the AP rankings are or in they mind don't care. When, they're setting, when they're setting lines. They, 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 Kelly, we have this conversation of football season all the time. That's why our guy Vinny Maliulo says that there should be a, a bookmaker, an odds maker on, on the committee. Yeah, uh, I agree. I agree. There probably should be in the college football scenario. And, and look – for this last night, Kelly, this was just a matchup bet. I thought Virginia Tech does not match up well with Miami. No, totally. And Miami's beaten them twice. I, I, which means it's going to be that. great in the ACC tournament, Kelly, when Miami is a slight favorite in Greensboro, Charlotte, or wherever the tournament is this year in the ACC. And someone comes on and says, hey, it's very difficult for a team to beat a team three times in one season. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. you know is coming if those two teams totally. meet in the ACC. Please, but think about what Jeff is saying right there. And I'm not a big college basketball guy. Is, yeah. uh, guy. Jeff is, right? Jeff is talking about he's just breaking down the matchup. That's what you're doing. That's what you should be doing on a night-to-night basis. If, if it happens to fit a trend, great. If it happens to go against a trend, who cares? Jeff didn't care about that yesterday, no, and he cashes the ticket. Well, it's just so, sometimes we, we over – these are some of these trends are easy to grab onto. They're low-hanging fruit. They're easy to grab onto, and we run away with them, and we think those are automatic winners. It's just not something that's going to happen every single night. And look, there was a winner on this trend yesterday where Michigan State covered yep. easily in the end against Indiana, and this trend has been awesome this year. It's hitting over 65%. You find any bet that's hitting over 65%, I understand why people have gravitated toward it. That's a, totally. It's an unrealistic number, but part of it is But you're, not, blindly t- you're not blinding playing that, situ- blindly I'm not playing doing that situation it. every I'm time. I'm not doing it. I mean, look, again, Kelly, I don't want to call myself a contrarian because, because contrarian, there, there are a lot of meanings to that word at this point in this space. Yeah. I was against the herd with Kansas on Monday, where mm-hmm. it was where look, it was a horrible situational spot for Kansas. They're going on the road on less than 48 hours rest after pummeling a really good team in the second half against a really good home team with their best player back. And you know what the trend on that one was? That I ended up making the bet. Bill Self has been swept in the Big 12 one time in Kansas. One time in his entire okay. coaching career. 20 years at KU. Now, I like that trend more than the stat. Sure, <laughs> the, me too. But the, I can also, there's than always. The, than the, than the, uh, the horrible spot play, which I understand. Look, I understood why people took TCU on Monday. Yeah. 100%. No, I get that. I get that, that. That would that would make more sense than blindly following Virginia Tech last night. I just think, I think with every, if, if betters, especially for novice betters at home, if you're no. thinking, if you're, if you're following some, some of these trends so closely, it's the, think about is there, it, what's the counter argument to any one of them, right? Yeah. Even that one, which I'm with you, Jeff, I believe in that one more than the, more than the other one we talked about with Bill Self. But the counter argument to that is Bill Self has had better players Correct. than mo- mostly every team in the 100%. Big 12 over that entire span. So that has something to do with it. It's not just Bill Self out there coaching, playing, doing everything himself, right? right? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. That's what Betters need to think about things that way. 100%. I mean, Kansas is Kansas. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what it is. Kansas is Kansas. As yep. simple as that. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look, it's not working right now for Duke. Duke is not normal Duke. UNC – might go from number one to missing the tournament this year, but Kansas is Kansas. That's uh, as simple as it gets. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I distracted uh, our no, your it's, Jets it's, talk. It's good. It's good because we'll use that whole thing we just did as the pro tip yeah. uh, for for the hour here. Uh, Vison.com uh, subscribe pro subscribers access to pro tips uh, one an hour, so twenty a day on Vison.com, and that means we can save the one we were planning on doing for the next hour. Boom. So there we go. All right. So Kelly, we we, we love idiocy, right? We are, we're, we're a big fan of idiocy. I'm, I'm a big fan of chaos. I especially, especially, well, this is idiocy, okay? Uh, because the, Diana Rossini, who, who does a great job over at ESPN, and, and this leak 
that has come out of Florham Park is even by Jets standards. It's insane. amazing. It's amazing. So Derek Carr's visit apparently went great on Monday with the Jets, and Rossini was reporting this, and on ESPN on on, on NFL Live on Tuesday, Rossini. And talking about the visit that Carr had, had to Florham Park, New Jersey, where the Jets facility is, the Jets made it super personal for Carr. They said, we believe if you come to New York and win, you could be a first ballot Hall of Famer. So, Kelly Bidlin. <laughs> so, why, Mark, hasn't, <laughs> why hasn't he been signed already, so, Jeff? There's a few things here that don't make sense with this. Number one, your point is exactly right. If you think the dude's a first ballot Hall of Famer, if he comes and plays yeah. for you, then what are we waiting why for? Why is he still on the market? Why, I don't the... care that David Carr, his brother, said this is going to be a long, strung out process, which, by why? the way, is insane also, since if Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers become available, Derek Carr is at best the third best quarterback available at best, yes. on the market. But it, for, the, for this to leak, it's this terrible. screams of a few things. First off, the Jets, this is a smokescreen, I think, number one for New York. And number two, wait, wait, what do you mean? In what sense? I, I think the Jets are just leaking whatever nonsense it is to make it seem like they're not interested in Rodgers anymore. Okay. Which I don't know how that helps them. Yeah, I don't think that helps them. I don't them think it helps them, yeah, but, right. <laughs> but I do. Th- look, the, the Jets operate in idiotic ways. We know this. I mean, Wilson gets it into a situation where the Packers are actively trying to trade mm-hmm. Rodgers and seemingly they're not getting many great offers Correct. in return. Correct. They might have right? to take less from the Jets yeah. because, hey, we're going to sign Carr if you don't come down to okay. a price. Okay, then in that, that situation, would, that you would, could be right. That would be the only thing. But also, too, like, look, Joe Namath's career numbers are not good. We know this. Guess what he did in New York? He won a Super he Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. So, you know what? Maybe the Jets are on to something, Kelly. But the fact that that was a headline, I couldn't stop it's laughing okay. when I saw it yesterday. <laughs> It just uh, I wish I knew more it. details. Like, did he actually get a contract offer? Did he not? Because you might have just really pissed off Derek Carr, too, right? You can't say something about a guy and not offer him a contract. Well, maybe. Who knows? Again, it's going to be a drawn-out process, according to his brother, which, again, makes no sense to me. But, hey, look, if Derek Carr wins the Super Bowl, they can give him a statue outside MetLife Stadium for all I care if he comes to the New York Jets. Speaking of New York, our guy Will Hill. We got college hoops and NBA and a season win total in baseball with Will Hill next. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.